Oh, it's a podcast. Right. Now, it is I, a podcast. Can I talk about? Can I talk about my tea now? Can I talk about I, my tea story? You can talk out. about your tea you guys story. Have fun. Uh, yes, please do your tea story. Is this tea so in the drink get... sense or tea in the yeah, golf yeah. sense? No, this is tea in the oh, yeah, in the right. like steeped beverage sense. Because uh, uh, I I got into tea because I needed a new way to be more annoying. Right. Um, <laughs> and Chris got me some lapsang souchong, and I was like, oh, this is really good. I thought I always thought I had hated tea, but I actually only had the British version of it, and the British version of tea is shit. Um, it's true. And so, so I mentioned this offhandedly uh, in 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 one of the group chats I'm in, and friend of the show Matty Lobchansky um, was struck by a vision and Googled the words tactical tea and found a company <laughs> that sells tactical tea. There's actually That's two. That's not real. That's not like, real. There's there's two. There's That's two. There's a British real. one and an American one. Uh, the American one like sells good tea. It's like loose leaf. The British one is like tea in bags. And so what I'm drinking now because I could not resist the like bants, I guess, is uh, a mug of a tea called Thin Brew Line, and it's got a cop on the I, like little I, I don't package. Want to be here <laughs> it's it tastes okay now. So that's that's my let contribution. Me, let me get this straight. Thin Brew Line is the British one? Well, it's, it's, it's the British one, it's a British tea made by Tactical Tea. The American one, the company is called, um, like, Rakasan Tea Company. And they're fine, I guess. Like, the tea looks quite nice. Where does the um, Thin Blue Line go on the Union flag? Oh, it just runs straight through the middle. Like, our cops wear those patches too, it's atrocious. Why? Why? You even see them with the, like, Scottish flag ones, where it's just uh, the Scottish flag in, like, grayscale with a thin blue line straight through the middle, so... So That's, angry. I don't like that. No. Only a matter of time until someone makes a, a trans flag, thin blue line flag, and that's, that's, you ever that, that's gonna the be the day Disney that I perish. thin blue line? Yes, protecting the magic, the, like, yes. Disney security challenge coins. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam, you're a little Love quiet. Those. Oh, am I? Okay, yes. hang on one second. Um, yeah, this is just okay. Now? Is that better? Uh, you sound fine. Yeah, uh, you sound fine. You're still a little quiet on my end, though. Am I still just, quiet? Just, it, he's just the mic. the mic. Oh, yeah. fuck, dude. <laughs> Stop being so dynamic. Become boring and monotone like Shut me. Shut the goddamn hell up. I will piss yes. in your mouth. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to read the fan. I don't want to read the fan fiction. Is he? Is he further away from the mic now? Yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yes, yes he yeah. is. Just, just orbiting the mic. I, I was about is to this say. Better? Yes, add this. You need yes, like a setup good. of mics, like the cameras they used in the Matrix to do the bullet time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. Do you want me to expense that to the pot account, or are you giving me the money? <laughs> yeah, we well, needed I mean, need the, the, the twenty-five sure yeah. SM7Bs. We we well, do... they, they had that that auction of all of the like props and shit from the Matrix that <laughs> Lana Wachowski did. So like, yeah, we just pick them up from there. Easy. Uh, yeah. We we do. Yeah, you know, no, that's I'm not saying that on air because someone will try and steal it. Um. <laughs> Uh, I will say, I uh, before we get into the pod, I took a call today from somebody uh, at iHeartRadio who wanted to to help us or wanted us to monetize the podcast, and no. I was trying to explain that like uh, no, we monetize this by accident ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I'm like they're like well. You know, the, the the insulting thing about it was that they they like didn't know anything about our podcast. They were like, 
yeah, what's your podcast about? I'm like, motherfucker, shouldn't you be doing this research? Like, uh, we, the we are, courtesy we are all, research. No, we are all grubby, research. like, 49ers, right? For. This is this is our stake. This is our claim. We have landed upon it by accident. It has wrenched us all out of poverty. And while we haven't gotten to the big, like, railroad baron mansions yet, uh, we're still at the stage where, like, if you try and, like, take our, like, little gold mine from us, we'll stove your head in with a pickaxe. Well, you know what yes. they say about uh, podcast booms? Mm. Sell microphones. Sell sure <laughs> SM7s. Right. That's right. Um, All right, let's uh, let's do this. Uh, hello, everyone who, who's been listening. <laughs> now, welcome to Well, there's your problem. It's the bonus episode. You know everything, but we have a guest. Mm. Yes. yes, guest. Spencer, go introduce yourself. Something. Hi, I'm Spencer Hall. Uh, I am uh, a sports person who uh, contributes to my own newsletter uh, called Channel 6, which I do with my partner, Holly Anderson. I also have a a podcast that is on hiatus, but we'll be back shortly in partnership with somebody way cooler than iHeartRadio coming up (laughs) in June, the shutdown full cast. I also appear on ESPN for various things, uh, including their fake television show, Debatable, and a show about SEC football, college Hmm. football that I do in the fall, called Thinking Out Loud. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this out of the way now. Um, just just it only has to happen once, but it has to happen. Um, is there a sports ball happening? I didn't know. I wasn't aware. I no, that was good. N- none of us there like is. that term, Alice. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sorry, will, I'm not you like will, you will learn <laughs> to <my> pass <laughs> to, say, to say that the hideously corrupt monster that is NCAA football. <laughs> uh, in spite of yourself, uh, you will learn to love it. Uh, yeah, so we're here. Uh, this is sort of an expansion of the uh, segment in the university bonus episode hmm. uh, where I hand drew the graphic that said death to the NCAA <laughs> in paint five minutes before we went to air. Uh, so uh, let's get into why the NCAA is a hideously corrupt uh, bastard monster. The the NCAA is the National Collegiate. It's on the ass. next slide, Alice. Okay, okay. No, right. no, it isn't. It just says um, NCAA. <laughs> what? I, I do. I do have to interrupt here for a moment because everyone on this podcast, because this is a guest episode, you've, you've smoothed in. Everybody knows y'all. You're givens. So you're, you're part of the cast. Um, mm. uh, on this podcast, you introduce yourself with pronouns, and I, I'm a, a sports mm. person. They're not quite there yet, so I'm going to do two things. One will be like, "Hi, I'm Spencer. My pronouns are he/him." Just wanted to do that so I get the full, nice, the yes. full, the full courtesy. You get like here. extra credit for that. Yes. You didn't have to. Well, well, and I have to because in my head there's a little hillbilly, and my only problem, you know, is is with the little hillbilly in my head who, when we use pronouns, has to say, uh, "Who wants to know?" Right? Like, <laughs> like who's asking? <laughs> the little forty nine er at the claimer being like, "What are your pronouns?" And be like, "What's it to you?" I don't know you. <laughs> Fastest pronouns in the West. Draw. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Only yeah. one, only guy who knows my gender is me. Even I'm not so right. sure. <laughs> there is one gender, but it is unspeakable and unknowable. Um, could I have? Please, please like, tread on me. I want to see if I'm into that. <laughs> could I have the next slide? No. Hmm. 
Yes. The NCAA stands for National Common Ass Association. Okay, it, I don't I don't know. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, it does. Um, but Liam, now, what's the NCAA? What's sports, actually? Hmm. Ross, uh, to do Ross. to understand this, we have to go Fuck. back to ancient Herculaneum. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, no, earlier keep than going, that. Keep going, keep going with no, the joke, no, Ross. No, keep going. You're funny. Have to go to the <laughs> sort of Mesoamerican ball game. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the, the first the first sports sport we played in America. Uh, yeah, uh, thousands of years ago, a man put a ball in a hoop. Mm-hmm. Mostly Thus, played by enslaved warriors, which will continue. Thus, sports <laughs> was invented. Yes. Mm. All right. Uh, so what is the NCAA? It's the National Collegiate Athletic Association, which I spelled collegiate. The, I mean, ed- that sounds quite nice. Temple it's Education the national, really paying dividends. The National Collegiate Athletic Association sounds like somewhere a bunch of guys in polo shirts go in Manhattan to, like, uh, play racquetball or something. Well, it's yeah. Indianapolis, but yes, they'll do that. Uh, mm. The precursor to the NCAA is founded in 1905 at the behest of Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, huh. Because during the oh. uh, 1904 football season, 18 men died playing football. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I yeah, mean, that's in yeah. 1920. Yeah, like early football is is a uh, dot for the faint of heart. Uh, people mm. kept dying, which is sort of why this uh, thing comes into being. Um, Here's the so, thing, right? People, people will be like, uh, "Your ancestors, you know, they were manly. They were alphas. They were sigmas. They they did stuff you couldn't even they imagine." Died playing football at Princeton. Yeah, I was gonna, man. I was gonna say, you, you, uh, we can survive a concussion that would have yeah. killed any one of our ancestors. So who's the real yeah. bitch? Is my question. Also, the the game itself that is being played at this point bears no resemblance whatsoever to the modern game, uh, besides the smashy bits. You could not pass the ball. That was not legal. Or I think the better term is sometimes it happened and nobody was sure that it was legal when the ball got thrown <laughs> forward. Okay. It didn't even resemble rugby so much because they weren't as spaced out as rugby players and clotheslining was totally acceptable as was something called a roll block, where if you weren't really sure what to do with somebody with the ball, you simply threw yourself at their legs like <laughs> a lawnmower. So it's the Oklahoma up. drill, but all the time. So, sort of yes. half rugby, half professional wrestling. This, I really like this. One, does, does this one bear player any... that season in nineteen oh four? Go ahead, Russ. Oh, does this bear any relationship to like the predecessor sport behind uh, soccer, where you know there was just sort of a scrum, everyone heaped on top of each other trying to get the ball, and then they'd like manage to move it like ten feet, and then there was just a scrum again of like writhing human bodies. There was um, one, it bears some resemblance to that. I remember because there was a huge ball and like the whole village would come out and inevitably like 15 people would die and they would call it a successful game. That was like the big precursor. Um, It was like Calvin ball, basically. (laughs) Um, The, uh, this version of the game, the rules kept tweaking a little bit. At one point there was a version of the game where if you punted the ball through the end zone, you got the ball back. So the idea was simply to just do nothing, was to just take three downs, then punt the ball, and if it got to the end zone, you got it back. So there, so some teams could just sit there and like exploit this glitch and, and win 2-0. Like you just had to score two points off of safety or something. So it was a very static, very violent game in that 1904 season. A player died um, from what was described as a piece of vegetation or twig shoved in, through his nostril into his brain. Oh, that sounds—that's one of those things that like sounds like an urban myth. 
That's a predecessor to a COVID test right there. <laughs> and thus triggering one of Teddy Roosevelt's like weird reformist impulses mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to organize this so it's like good, clean fun with a certain value of clean. No, people you know? keep dying. Uh, and it's not until about 1929 when they reform the rules again uh, that efforts to simply ban the sport outright sort of go away. Excuse mm-hmm. me for one second. <laughs> for, for- for about like a hundred years and right. then come back. Right. Um, so amateurism is sort of codified in 1929. I'll sort of get to what the NCAA defines as amateurism. Um, but mm. for our purposes, it's simply not being paid by the school. Um, okay. And and specifically not being an employee of the school. Is this um like the sort of divide between amateur and professional sportsmen in the UK where it's like uh, it's it's gentlemanly, right, to like just do this for fun and you know, you can support yourself by your own means kind of thing. Um no, I wouldn't say that because there have been bans on maybe I don't know. I, I feel like mm. maybe Spencer I'll defer to here if, if if that's something you want to address, just because I'm trying to think like now, Alice, athletes, students, student athletes, these these kids can get paid um, mm-hmm. sort of or there are allowances for them for like minutia sure. and essentials. But yeah, the expectation is that they're a perfectly spherical player um, <laughs> who doesn't need to eat or go see his family or anything like that. Mm. Or yeah, study to uh, get like a degree, right? Yeah, that is that is the idea. However, um. The, the term student athlete itself, it should be known, is a legal invention that Walter Byers came up with in defense uh, of a lawsuit against Fort Lewis A&M back in 1955. Because Ray Dennison, who was an Army vet <clears throat> and he had three kids, uh, he got kneed in the head on a kickoff um, mm. and died. And she, the wife, his widow, Billy, sued for benefits. and under the assumption that he was an employee of the team and to avoid any connotation of them being unemployed and thus subject to all of the protections that American labor law had to offer at the time. It wasn't even that many. Um, <laughs> and still really isn't that many now. Uh, he, they referred to him as a student athlete, never a football player, because that could be understood as being an employee. I mean, it worked. Mm. His widow got his widow got nothing. He was not considered an employee. Right. We will talk about that uh, in the uh, Texas Christian, uh, following, of course, the love of Jesus. Uh, fucked a paralyzed player out of any uh, restitution after he Jesus. was paralyzed mm-hmm. on a sweep. But um, uh, as, Liam, for, as for compensation, yes, Ross, Liam, you're still a little quiet. Okay, let me just eat the microphone. Yes, that's much better. Is this much better? Okay. <laughs> yes. All right, thank you. Let me just adjust my whole body to accommodate you. <laughs> yes, it makes my life a lot easier. Liam, you have a very high dynamic range of voice. <laughs> thank you? I don't yes. know if that's an insult or not. You're very, you're very expressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Going to voice therapy to lower my dynamic range. <laughs> I, will go in, I will go into the... Uh, the Roz uh, just accidentally feminized me. So, as well. oh. in 1951, the infractions committee is created. This is the worst thing to ever happen in the existence of sports. See, you can't even keep Roz's voice up for like no, two, s- two sentences. I yes, can. because you got I- too quiet again. God damn it! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with my levels. 
No, the emotions crept in on yeah, the. There we go. Like, yeah, you, have you to be, just feel like become the, the, a Vulcan. Yeah. In ni- nineteen fifty one, the infractions committee is created. Just this is read the worst from thing the Wikipedia article in the existence of sport. That's what yeah. we do anyway. Uh, yeah. No, the NCAA's Wikipedia article is very like. The NCAA, it's it's just corporate speak. I did not use Wikipedia yeah, for this. I had some like Wikipedia before, consultants. Before we yeah. were accused of just reading the Wikipedia, I did not touch the Wikipedia. I stole so all of this from telling, an Atlantic article. Yeah, what they're not, uh, which uh, Taylor Branch has done great stuff on that. What, yeah, so Taylor, go ahead and check out his work because he was the one who came up with uh, college athletics as plantation as the central metaphor. Mm. For things uh and taylor branch uh i believe when that came out was met with a great deal of oh that's hyperbole and like 30 years later it's like ah you're probably right dude seems <laughs> accurate um the it's it's the, an indelicate metaphor only because it's correct yes like, right yeah right yeah like the bare minimum by the way when teddy roosevelt like the ncaa is formed in part to protect football because teddy roosevelt liked it because it was masculine because they played it <laughs> It's, the, it's right. the same way he like founded a shitload of like conservationist things because he liked killing moose. Yeah. Like you got to make yeah, sure there's like, a, like gotta to make sure there's enough moose to kill. Got to make sure there's enough football players to like uh, yeah. play football. Yeah. I'm about it. One day I want to kill a hippo. What if we don't have any of those left? Thus conservation yeah. so I can kill hippos in the future. Kind of why some <laughs> of the activism of the Sierra Club is still kind of fucked up to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, like, if you are an environmentalist and you are a conservationist, inevitably you're going to be standing shoulder to shoulder with somebody who probably butchered a deer. Yeah. Like, within the last 48 hours. It's just because they're, they're like, yeah, we love killing out here. Beautiful. <laughs> or you're, or you're opposing a, a solar farm because it ruins some views. Birders are big on that too, man. Birders are insane. And they'll be like, the solar farm interferes with the migratory pattern of this, of this bird. Yeah, hey, you know what else like, interferes with the migratory patterns of birds? Fucking climate change. True. Mm. And hunters, hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. And cats. The uh, <laughs> cats. Uh, I, but the thing that they don't tell you is that in forty nine, fifty, fifty one, there's this whole series. Before this, there's very much uh, no ability to enforce anything that happens. Uh, I'm going to bring in someone everyone on this podcast loves, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan made his bones playing among other characters. Uh, George Gipp in the Newt Rockney story. George Gipp was a uh, star football player at Notre Dame. Notre Dame um, did not really require him to attend class. George Gipp spent most of his time taking money and playing pool in South Bend. Win one right? for the Gipper. That sounds correct. Dope. This is where he it's where he got the name. That story is also pretty much bullshit like every other Newt Rockney story. Newt Rockney was a just a grandiose bullshit artist at one point he inspired the team on a road trip saying my son's at home and, and he's ill and we don't know if he's going to make it so if you could just go out there and win one for the boy that'd be great and the players were stunned to see the boy run up perfectly healthy at the train station when they got back after the win <laughs> like that's the, the entire myth of notre dame is founded on a gigantic pile of bullshit and atop that is george Gipp being like this great student athlete you know who died a martyr for the cause when in fact he probably died of you know some sort of peritonitis or other thing people drop like flies of in the 20s right like just you know mysterious ailment of some sort mm-hmm. and he played pool for most of his time at notre dame so there was really no way to stop that from happening or no way to sort of take this code of amateurism and put any teeth to it the first attempt at that's called the sanity code in 1949 the sanity code 
uh, is resisted by seven schools, six of whom aren't even good at football. They're just stubborn. <laughs> they just they just don't give a shit, and they they're like, no, don't tell us what to do. Um, and those seven schools are to go to, ahead. to to the Joker. The sanity code is the insanity code. I just want to say, saying that the founding myth of uh, Notre Dame is a steaming hile of bullshit is a hell of an accusation against our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Touchdown, <laughs> Jesus, baby! Touchdown, Jesus, baby! You ever been to Notre Dame? That fucking campus is wild, dude. Those kids party their noses clean off their face, and it's sort of a matter of how are you even getting this much cocaine? We're in West Bend, Indiana, dude. <laughs> Chicago, baby. Chicago. Yeah. Go Bears. Yeah. That's where yeah. they're getting it. Oh, yeah. Bears. So, so those seven schools, uh, collectively, the NCAA, the schools get together. They fail to expel them. It's largely a failure. However, it's the beginning of sort of a, an attempt to codify everything. And it's kind of where Walter Byers comes in. Right. We have, uh, where did I put the fucking slides? There it is. Uh, yeah. Walter Byers, uh, who we'll get to creates, uh, basically goes around the NCAA's 168 members and creates the infractions committee sort of out of whole cloth. Uh, you can think of this as how the Supreme court legitimizes itself through judicial review, but shitty Marbury versus Madison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we will, we should explain this picture of Elijah Moore peeing like a dog before we go into the next slide. Yeah, what's, I was going to ask what was up with this. Because we've just had this up for like 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the shortest route from A to B here. That is Raj the just dropped of Mississippi. Off. Raj just dropped off. God damn it, dude. All right. We all have our, keep talking. We all have our locals. Hopefully he can rejoin. Mm. Okay. So is this the is... <laughs> <laughs> that is Elijah Moore in the Thanksgiving 2019 Egg Bowl. That is the annual rivalry game played between Old Miss and Mississippi State called the, the Egg, Egg Bowl. Bowl? They play for the Egg Bowl. Okay. Egg Bowl. Uh, a game mostly known for both teams absolutely kneecapping each other's last hope at having a successful season. If Mississippi as a state had one team, they'd be the greatest football state in, in the Southeast. Uh, they split their talent between two teams and therefore are always kind of around 500 and always trying to ruin each other's season by taking the other under 500. It's a great game because nothing is on the line and yet everything's super important. Uh, and also they play for a giant egg. And there's a history of like nasty fights and brawls and skullduggery surrounding the game. It's one of my favorites. Um, so in this game, Elijah Moore on this play scores. All right. At this point, uh, they are about to kick an extra point to tie. However, by imitating a peeing dog, because the mascot of Mississippi state are the bulldogs, um, he receives an unsportsmanlike conduct on the play. They move the extra point back 15 yards and old miss in classic egg bowl fashion destroys their own hopes by missing the extra point. And losing. This egg. gets the egg. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, by the way, this play, as silly as it is, um, has fortunately has no impact on the pro prospects for Elijah Moore, who's the successful NFL player. It did get old Mrs. Coach fired. All right. Matt uh, Luke had it coming. State. Yes, he did have it coming. Um, he gets fired. 
In addition to that, Matt Luke gets fired. Mississippi State goes to a bowl game, which they lose in embarrassing fashion. And Mississippi State's coach gets fired. So both coaches in this game end up getting fired um, as a direct and indirect result <laughs> of this game. Yeah, sort of a yeah, suicide this, bombing. This is this is very <laughs> familiar to me as like someone who is aware of sports in Scotland and aware of the Scottish Premier this League. Is, this is pure Scottish soccer, like at its <laughs> finest. Um, there's a lot of parallels between like like soccer in the Great British Isles and mm. and and college football, especially in the sense that it's never a sport where you're going to have a whole lot of parity but you're going to have a whole lot of people who care about the 312th best team on the island. Like the people <laughs> who care about the smallest pub team absolutely ride like hell for them. So there's a lot of similarities there. But yeah, that's who we've been looking at this whole time. We've been looking at Elijah Moore peeing uh, and losing the game for Old Miss. Oh, there he, oh, he just finished the recording. He's back in. Hello. Hello. Justin, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, you didn't get killed by a tornado. No, it's probably a couple minutes off. Um, it's ac actually perfect because we just wrapped the Elijah Moore slide. Uh, so, also, Spencer, I, I should disclose this to you. I am, uh, I am an Ole Miss fan uh, for That's reasons fine. sort of unbeknownst to me. I'm going to shut my window real quick. Hang on. All right, we're back. Okay. Yeah, we just one thing finished that I slide. really hate is when we're promised like an apocalyptic storm, and instead of it killing me, it's just inconvenient. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've never been and I, I, I have a tornado. I imagine it might be quite inconvenient. So I was I was in have you have you been in a tornado? No. Uh, uh, yes. A couple at, when at I like was an young. F2, yes, but yeah. So I was in the Georgia Dome here in Atlanta when a tornado hit it. Oof. Nice. Yeah. Highly, I do, and I was next to, of all people, I was next to Vern Lundquist, who is an announcer <laughs> for CBS Sports. So I got to hear in this great stentorian announcer's voice that I'm used to hearing, like, from three, right? Like, I usually <laughs> yeah, hear that sure. from Vern, or he called the Masters, right? Like, oh, beautiful putt. So I hear next to me, I hear Vern go, what the fucking shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he called the fucking Iron Bowl, right? He called the 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 kick six. Uh, that was, oh God, let me think about who was on that call. It should have been Vern and Gary, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. That's, oh. There are no flags! Yeah, that's Gary. That oh, and, uh, Oh, the uh, Manziel Heisman game against uh, Bama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all right. Uh, this this is now just a sports pod, uh, a sports a sports <laughs> yeah, casting this has been podcast. A, a, a soft coup. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Roz, we can go to the next slide whenever you're ready, bud. I'm on the next slide. This is the one where I had to put a white. Box yeah. around graphic your design yeah. is yeah. my passion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, just real quick, how the NCAA works. There are three divisions. Uh, it's worth noting the NCAA is not the only governing body for collegiate sports uh, in the United States, but it is by far the biggest. There's also the NAIA, and there's some weird psychotic Protestant ones <laughs> uh, for, like, just Baptist colleges no one's ever heard of, dude. Mm. Uh, so, real quick, D1 are schools you've heard of. D2 are, like... At least here in Pennsylvania, our state universities, Kutztown, Westchester, so on and so forth, are D2. 
D3 are usually small schools, but uh, shit can get weird there. Like MIT is a D3 school. The University of Chicago is so they still offer schools athletics. That, schools that are making a point not to have a credible sports yeah, program. Which is weird because MIT fields the most sports teams of any, I, at least that was true a few years ago, of any college in the United States. Yeah, but they want to be like, oh, we're not jocks. Yeah. 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 In, in, uh, uh, isn't like rowing not covered under the NCAA? Or am I, am I thinking, am I, am I making that up? I believe rowing, rowing, is, rowing is like the old, rowing is like the oldest associated sport huh. in the United States is yeah. rowing. Harvard tried to uh, hire a coxswain who did not, one of the precursors, one of the, the given needs uh, in the NCAA propaganda piece I read earlier was that Harvard basically tried to hire a coxswain who was not affiliated with the school in any manner whatsoever. And Yale got their feelings hurt about it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I would definitely get uh, mad about that. D1 and D2 can offer uh, athletic scholarships. D3 can't. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy a Division three team. I enjoy, you know, yeah, the, 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 the wittier poets or the, like the fighting reverends or whatever the fuck little school. Uh, Riddle little College mascot. had the, a... The Drexel Techman. <laughs> Yeah, D- <laughs> Drexel's D one. We don't deserve Drexel is D one, and it shouldn't be. <laughs> NCAA tournament twice in the last forty years, I think. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big D two guy because that's where you get like Pittsburgh State, the Gorillas. My, uh, my favorite mascot. I, I love those. I'm just looking here. I already had list of NCAA Division three institutions open on my phone from when I was previously looking these guys up. I love to think about like. Agnes Scott College Scotties or whatever, you know. Oh yeah, that's that, that's, that's here in Atlanta. Yeah, that's. Wouldn't, just I wouldn't I wouldn't watch any of the games, but I love to think about them. I love to like be aware of the existence of the Eureka College Red Devils. There is something deeply satisfying about throwing on like a D three football game on like ESPN twelve or whatever, and just watching these two Baptist colleges you've never fucking heard of like try to <laughs> run each other into the ground. Absolutely yeah, spectacular. That's where you, this. This is where if you check box scores and you just sort for highest score, that's where you find good ones because inevitably some D3 team that gives a shit about football will play a D3 team that um, recently discovered the sport of football like in the <laughs> parking lot before the game and you'll see that the final score is like 123 to negative <laughs> 5. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, there's, there's a, I forget who it is. It might be Grinnell College. I forget where they are. Alice, that you'll appreciate because they just mm. they figured out before anyone else that you could just jack threes constantly and never <laughs> rebound the basketball. That's right. Perfect. And they would score like 180 points a game. <laughs> We've <laughs> hacked basketball. We have hacked sports. Yeah, well that's listen, if the fucking listen, if the Warriors can do it, Griddle College can do it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, uh D1, uh, yeah, like I said, I I uh, did not look up the specific difference. I believe D2 schools are limited by how many scholarships, athletic scholarships specifically, they can offer. Uh, D1 is where we're going to be addressing our grievances today. Because it's where all this stuff happens, right? Well, it's the most uh, nationally circulating psychotic shit. Mm. It's where the money is. It's where the TV money is. Right, so uh, D3 can't offer athletic scholarships at all. At all. 
Okay, so yeah. I, I always found, I, I, I was taught as a child, Washington and Lee doesn't offer athletic scholarships as a point of pride. No, they but they're they a can't, D3 or they school. Can, yeah, they'd be sanctioned. Oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> you, you, you know who else is in D3 and of the NAAC? Uh, at the NAAC? Yeah, NAAC. I'm tired as uh, shit, man. Uh, Alice, Alice is out here doing colorism. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Now, in, 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 in Division 3 of the NCAA, you also have the United States Coast Guard Academy. Uh, go Bears! Yeah, yeah. Um, I almost got be- I almost got beaten up by a guy who played football at United States Coast Guard. Wow! Wow! Yeah, he told yeah. me to sh- he told me to show up at the parking lot after high school, and I pulled the cunning move of not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> sort of uh, hardest Coast Guardsman to outwit. Uh, the the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy also. Hey, I know a guy who went there. Huh. Also, Ross, if it makes you feel better, MIT offers I. Uh, D1 women's rowing because there are certain exemptions uh, for D3 schools to be allowed to field one sport in D1. That's weird. Uh, Why can't you just have what if one team is like really good? That's what that's what they do. What if more than yeah, one team is good. really good? Fuck them. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick one. Yeah, exactly. Pick, your no, we, we have two teams that are really good and we just have one that's D1 and the other one has won every single D3 event it's been in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Athletics, the Washington and Lee Generals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is cool. Athletic exclusion was manifest in the early 20th century when the school forced Rutgers to sit out African-American football player Paul Robeson for a 1916 game and later forfeited a 1923 game when Washington and Jefferson refused to comply with a similar demand. Hell yeah, W that, L, baby. That, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, do we have the ne- next slide, please? Let's talk about oh, okay. how Walter fucking Byers ruined America. <laughs> this is a 1970s man. <laughs> yes. I I I just hate this piece of shit I, so I, much. I kind of want these microphones <laughs> though. They look cool. I uh, all right. So Walter fucking Byers is hired by the NCAA. At 30 the guy years behind old. him's chin ass is obscene. Yes. Uh, they, don't yeah. make, they don't make chin ass <laughs> like, chin, that like that anymore. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Well, not since I had fillers. Oh, Alice. Uh, well. uh, he, he's a journalism school dropout, further proving that no good can come of journalism school. Uh, centralize, he centralizes power sort of out of uh, whole cloth as a result of two scandals. Uh, William and Mary, in an doomed effort to compete with the big boy. William and Mary, for those of you who don't know, is the worst university in the United States. Everyone who goes there is a terrible person. Williamsburg sucks. Burn it to the ground. Now, Highest suicide uh, rate of any college. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's they, they think they're Harvard, but you live in Virginia, so who yeah. loses? But you can um, go to Bush Gardens really easily. Bush Gardens is nice, dude. I like Alpengeist. Yeah, I like I like Bush Gardens. It's- Isn't that the one that killed a kid? No, that's a Schlitterbahn. That's a Schlitterbahn. No, this is another German themed uh, amusement park. <laughs> How many fucking German? Ha- I don't actually, I don't associate the German with amusement. Only you know? part of it is uh, German themed. There's actually several country themes in Bush Gardens. There's Bush Big Gardens, government. Tampa as well. That's that's the, the the Bush Gardens of my high school days, in Tampa, where people were constantly falling out of the sky cam that went over the little sort of cable car that went over and falling into animal habitats 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. That keeps happening at Disney too. It just keeps getting stuck. Dude, just don't put a theme park in Florida. They keep doing yeah. it. <laughs> oh my God. Ron DeSantis, my kid you got, son of a bitch. I didn't watch my kid and he got eaten by an alligator. How could the park do this to me? That's your own damn fault. So, so, so sick of white <laughs> they, men's they, entitlement. They built that a I little statue for him, though. That a kid got eaten by a gator because his daddy didn't know how to read signs. That tweet was right, and I agree with it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of like, yeah, man, we should have never inhabited Florida. Go off, go off, King. <laughs> if you're in Gator territory, I mean, watch your fucking kids. It's your own damn fault. Uh, the so Gator much, is just doing what it's designed to do. My God. Uh, and there are so many. Listen, I don't trust the. Pe I don't trust my kids around the people in Florida. Why am I going to take chances <laughs> with the alligator? Yeah, they're like 17 feet long. They weigh a million pounds. They eat like a cow for lunch. My God. <laughs> Do you want They're pretty chill, actually. Yeah. Like I'll I'll speak on behalf of the gator here that like that gator does not represent the gator community by eating a child. That is not common gator. <laughs> as long behavior. as they're full, they're pretty chill. But if they're hungry, oh my god, to stay away. <laughs> mm. Now whomst among us, you know. That's a good well, point, yeah. Well, we've Just all human there. nature. Keep it keep in mm. mind. Yeah, keep in mind, this is a state where people will try to ride manatees, which is totally illegal, by the way, but people will try to, like, jump on a manatee. <laughs> like, that, yeah. Cursed state. Uh, <laughs> so, Walter fucking Byers, uh, there's also a point, so I didn't explain the w, the W&M scandal, because I was too busy insulting them. Uh, <laughs> they, they just lied about grades because they thought they could be the next great American football program for reasons unbeknownst to me. Like anyone would want to go live in Williamsburg, Virginia. By the way, uh, William, William and Mary to... has a unique situation where the acronym takes longer to say than the name. W&M. W&M. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so, like, I, you've got to be getting a degree while you play football, right? But actually getting the degree impedes your ability to play football. So they just uh, like have you considered that? majoring in general studies? Ah, criminal justice. Criminal <laughs> ah. justice. There's a lot of because you got to be at film and practice from two to six, two to seven. How are you going to attend any of those afternoon classes that liberal arts majors book because they're uh, waking up at eleven? Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so there's also a point shaving scandal where basically uh, teams are underperforming on purpose uh, to uh, meet basically throwing games, essentially, or not necessarily throwing, but scoring less so that they, you know, they do or do not cover the spread. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Walter fucking Byers impanels the, the fractions committee to punish schools without sort of waiting for the consensus of the NCAA's member schools. Uh, he outlaws televised games in 1951, 161-7. Huh. The fear... Football Stalin. The, yes. yes. The fear was that, basically, televised games would ruin the sport because they wouldn't get box office revenues that they depended upon. Uh, and we're going to see why that's stupid later. But uh, the whole, two of the notable holdouts, Notre Dame and Penn... Uh, basically, Penn because they didn't want to be told what to do, and Notre Dame because Notre Dame. That's the University of Pennsylvania, right? What did I say? You said Penn. Yeah, it's, you, that's University of Pennsylvania. Okay, because some of the, our some of our uh, viewership 
listenership might think you mean Penn State. Fuck Penn State. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll get to them. Uh, Walter Byers we'll actually with them comes around in 1987 or so because he realizes that the NCAA is a scam cartel. Next slide, please. Hmm. Yeah, it comes around. It comes around. It's like, it comes around, by the way, maybe understates that the exact words Walter Byers uses when he is uh, speaking at the Kansas City Sports Commission in 1987 is, and I can attribute that to, quite frankly, the neo-plantation mentality that exists on the campuses of our country. The coach owns the athlete's feet, the college owns the athlete's body, and the athlete's mind is supposed to comprehend a rule book that I challenge Dave Burst, who's sitting in this audience, to explain in rational terms to you inside of eight hours. So um, it, was a, it was a late, Damn. a late come around, but a hard one. Liam, did you want the drop now? Yes, please. It's now about 9.30, and time for the dump. The first dump of the day. <laughs> so, I am someone who attended both of these schools. Hmm. Neither of these schools deserves to have a football program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no reason for Rutgers to be at the Big Ten. Uh, so, football. Uh, football. There are, there are massive broadcasting restrictions uh, because Walter Beyer hated American excellence. There are, there's one televised NCAA game per week, the game of the week. Uh, uh, the, so by negotiating television rights, Walter Byers makes the NCAA incredibly wealthy. Uh, in fact, the contract was richer than the contract signed for the NFL around the same era. Uh, in 1961, there's a carve out for college football and the NFL's granted antitrust exemption. Uh, and we'll skip ahead to 1981. Where the schools go rogue, baby. <laughs> uh, 61 schools in 1981 threatened to go rogue and sign a deal with NBC for $180 million. Uh, Walter Byer, Walter fucking Byers, uh, Byer, fuck, uh, basically says, okay, well, we're just going to impose sanctions on you like we did last time. And this is fucking like international geopolitics for football. Yeah. Right. They, they basically threatened to impose sanctions, and Georgia and Oklahoma. File an antitrust suit. Again, and, coordinated cruise missile strikes on Oklahoma. Yeah, listen, we could all, Norman could be wiped <laughs> off the face of the earth tomorrow and no one would miss it. Go, Pokes. <laughs> uh, not, not, not still water, brother. Not still water. Those are, that, that's good, clean living out there. That's why I said <laughs> go, Pokes. They were boots with shorts. Okay. It's like the best look ever. <laughs> uh, up there with right. gym shorts and a hoodie. Hey. Yeah. Hey. The Fetterman. Hey, you motherfucker. The Liam. (laughs) That's 98%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's actually, it's a polo and and shorts usually because I am my father's son. Oh, that's what my dad Uh, does as well. Yeah, I know. I've met your dad. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Dan. Um, I'm so glad I got out of the male gender before I had to surrender to the polo shirt. (laughs) I I don't know. It it comes for every man eventually, and I'm so glad I was able to dodge that particular bullet. The the southern variation of that is the fish the fishing shirt yeah, the fishing shirt which is That's got the fishing shirt. It any a fishing shirt uh, has short sleeves it's a button down all the way but it's got vents in it for breathing ah, and ventilation right okay because uh, it implies that unlike some sort of uh, you know soft dude who never goes outside 
At any mm. moment, you could spring to action, reeling in a large mouth bat. It could happen. <laughs> Ready to tactically interdict a fish. I, I, yeah. I spend only 90% of my time asleep in a chair as opposed to 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. All right. So, sorry, I was just sending a text because that's what I do on this podcast is I just text. Uh, so, they win. Texting the while antitrust- podcasting is dangerous, Liam. I'm going to pee in your yes, mouth. Distracting podcast. Yeah. They, they win the antitrust suit. <laughs> uh, and as a result of that, the uh, in football, at least the teams, the schools are free to negotiate uh, uh, rights on their own, basically. Or the freer as a member, the markets, the freer the people. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to get way worse. Don't worry. Uh, as a result of this, the NCAA becomes ever more reliant on uh, basketball money, specifically March Madness. The men's Division I basketball tournament takes place in March and April uh, because the NCAA is, exists in this weird space where they can sort of punish uh, football teams, but don't really regulate it. Uh, Spencer, mm. if you want to speak more to that, you know more than I do on sort of the depth of which they can do. Yeah. And origin and this is a very important point that should be made at this exact point in the story of the NCAA. Uh, one, remember when we talk about the NCAA, increasingly the NCAA is used as a tool by the schools to divest capital from labor. That's big, big point one here. Okay. They use the NCAA as a shield and a useful one for continuing to operate businesses under the aegis of a university without actually doing any of the sort of work that you would have to do right in order to pay the labor so Hmm. that's one thing that's happening here all right the ncaa is a scapegoat they're wretched i hate them i don't think Hmm. they should exist they have no reason or rationale to exist something which is a matter of congressional record at one point um the miles brand who was head of the ncaa was so vague in his testimony about what the ncaa did that congress reminded him he was under oath (laughs) <laughs> which is what they do which is what they do seconds before charging you with contempt just that is like a, a bunch of NCAA mob does. guys just going up here and being like listen the ncaa uh yeah i i plead the fifth you know on, yeah, on the grounds yeah, of my yeah, answer my tent to incriminate no, we uh when we they asked him what do you do business. he had no answer. sanitation business i mean uh we, yeah. we uh we do the basketball <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I'm in at the this point, uh, sports business, we're in the business of uh, facilitating the uh, movement of balls through hoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm in. Uh, I work in turnover. Uh, <laughs> the the other thing that happens here, football revenue wise, is not the NCAA's primary business, but it is where oftentimes they have the biggest footprint in enforcement. The NCAA becomes increasingly dependent on basketball at this point. And if you'll notice, there is a sudden spike in the investment into the branding and development of the NCAA men's basketball tournament, a.k.a. March Madness. Uh, The 80s are when you see them get their own theme song, right? One shiny moment. Easily the worst fucking sports song I have ever heard in my life. It It sounds like a man three seconds away from kicking the chair out from under him. That's what it sounds like. It is the it is the most depressing song. It sucks. I don't really care that they got Luther Vandrass and Teddy Pendergrass and Jennifer Hudson to sing it. They're all wonderful people singing a shit song. Fuck that song. <laughs> but um, but that sh- that should be like if you're listening to this and you're like, well, where does football fit into this? 
football is the biggest sport in America, and it is the forward-facing sport for mm. college athletics. College basketball is essentially simmer, 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 comes to a boil for about three weeks, and then kind of drifts off into the background. College football is a year-round thing. It is the only thing that even begins to put a toe on the gigantic footprint of the NFL in the United States. So it's the thing that the NCAA, by enforcement, has a lot to hold over, but actually doesn't make any money off of. It's like this weird dichotomy uh, or paradox in the middle of this that, that you have this thing that they have a lot of impact on in terms of regulating it, but they really don't make any money off it. So this, if this was a railroad, then they would be trying to like abandon that track. Then, yeah, yeah, it's it's they essentially pay for the railroad bulls on that track, um, but receive none of the fares, pass throughs, or commerce. They, like they've that. become a police sorry. I need, I need a train explanation. They've yeah. become a police department without civil forfeiture. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, next slide, please. I don't know if you heard on my audio, but we just came out the other side of the severe thunderstorm, and immediately the uh, Mr. Softy van went by. Um, <laughs> that's that's a real first responder, right? Yeah, there. Exactly. Scared money gotta, don't make money. Gotta get the ice cream <laughs> truck out immediately. <laughs> a thin raspberry ripple line. <laughs> Riding right, that so here, riding that lonely rocky road. <laughs> very good. So here's Cardale Jones, who used to be a quarterback at uh Ohio State, uh saying probably the the, the taking taking the facade off pretty quick. So, so, saying the quiet part very loud, complete with uh, caps lock. Yeah. Yes. We ain't uh, come it's here worth- to play school. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's that he actually goes back to school for his fourth year, uh, becomes a fourth round pick and washes out of the league, but who cares? This is a bonus. That the Ohio mm-hmm. State. Dude, Cardell Jones is cool because he did like he had no starting experience. He popped in, he won like four games to win a national championship, sent a couple of fire tweets, went to the NFL, got his bonus washed out, and now he just hangs out. And also, <laughs> I should mention Cardell Jones played a kid during a hospital visit. So I don't know if you have seen the uh, old Chappelle show, but at one point he's playing a kid on a Make-A-Wish trip in like uh, 2K. So he's playing basketball with him on like a PlayStation. And he's like, Timmy dies and he passes out, but then he revives. He's like, get back, take your whooping! Because he's beating this kid in the hospital by like 80 (laughs) points. And you go like, yeah, no, nobody would really do that, right? And Cardell Jones, and I'm going to quote from the tweet, man, I wish everyone stopped saying I beat a kid in the hospital 91-35 in football. It was 98-35, had 91 with 126 left to go in the fourth. So he really did beat a, he visited a kid in the hospital to play video games and beat that kid 91-35. Yeah. Apparently he now plays in the CFL. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> love Cardale. <laughs> plays for the Edmonton Elks now. Uh huh. So let's talk about uh, Spencer hit on it earlier, but we'll talk about the student athlete defense. The NCAA trots out, which is sort of the central point is that they're students, they're athletes, they're not workers, they're not employees, they're not professionals. They're sort of gentlemen scholars here to yeah, represent the universities. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And we're gonna we're gonna take that mask off real quick. So that's to learn general studies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get uh, like one or two guys who like. 
have a serious major and are also good at football. But like Every mostly so it's often like you get like a Josh Rosen or someone or like an mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, but yeah, or Nicobe Dean was drafted by uh the Eagles this the year birds. from UG. Yeah, uh he was drafted by the Eagles at Georgia and this is a real rarity. Uh he was he, he's like I think in chemical engineering mm-hmm. as a major. Like he has a crazy difficult major that he could have gone to uh rival georgia tech to do and did not so like that's, that's, there are people who that's the one you do if you want to have a secondary career option of going to work for a petrochemical company yeah. <laughs> so mechan- mechanical engine mechanical engineering so no he unfortunately did oh. not select the lucrative and evil the mechanical engineering option. is also very lucrative uh yeah speaking uh, as the uh, guy who took the dumb engineering uh, <laughs> yeah you, you did you did but now you host the podcast okay. i don't want to see things moving no <laughs> not as simple just as it a, is just no. jump scaring you with that like pamphlet simple machines and how they work ah! <laughs> this is this is called a lever ah! it's like oh fuck shit no take it away take it away <laughs> there's no more of this <laughs> you're just you're just looking at erosion like well slow down jock slow down baby. someone balance the forces please <laughs> <laughs> supposed to stay still why is it moving uh, so on october 26 1974 alabama oh God, plays, there's a date there's a alabama date. plays texas christian university uh death to the horn frogs and death to bama while we're at it uh mm. Texas Christian University running back Kent Waldrip is or Waldrip is paralyzed on a sweep play, basically just tackled into nothingness, nothingness, mm, just and, entire spine just crushed into right, like he, powdered sugar. Yes, he is paralyzed from the neck down. Oof. TCU pays his medical bills for nine months and then basically says, "There's the door." Uh, he his family relies on charity, uh, and in ni- in the nineties he he basically files for workman's comp and. In 2000, an appeals court rules he is not an employee because he had not paid taxes on financial aid. So what? Yes, mm-hmm. but th- those two. How explain yep. to me how those two things are related? Like, it, uh, if because, I go ahead. If I like, I don't know. If, if I'm taking money out of the till at the store that I work at, I don't not have worked there. Like, even if they fired me, I was still an employee. Why the fuck does that invalidate? What? Especially if uh, they just... said you could take the money out of the till. Yeah, no kidding. This is like manifestly unjust. That's monstrous. I, I shouldn't be surprised, but like, Jesus. Welcome to the American court system. Uh, yeah. Now you know why I dropped out of doing a law degree, is it facilitates shit like this, whatever country, whatever legal system you're in. Yeah. Uh, so... We get that. Uh, Cam Newton's dad uh, gets... Okay, I should back up here. Cam Newton is uh, now a professional quarterback who was highly recruited coming out of junior college. Uh, Supposedly, his dad basically requested from the university that recruited him a $180,000 payment. Um, And was it like days before the Iron Bowl? Spencer, it came out that this had happened, but supposedly Cam Newton, neither Cam Newton or Auburn had known that it had happened, so he could play anyway. Yes. 
Yeah, um, essentially Cecil, who had committed Cam to the University of Florida only to watch Tim Tebow take the starting spot and not relinquish it. Cam uh, left, and the when he went to Blinn College, which was a junior college for a year, uh, Cecil essentially said, the next one won't be free. Because uh, Cecil was on to the notion that this is a vast free market and you should get command the price that you deserve. And mm. he said, we need 180K. Um, none of this is verified by anyone, but all of it is accepted as biblical truth. Uh, because uh, much Cam like real biblical truth when asked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and it came down between Mississippi State and Auburn. He chose Auburn. Mississippi State ratted him out for this uh, an investigation that uh, yielded absolutely no evidence whatsoever uh, ensued. This is because my favorite thing, the NCAA are not real cops. They might try <laughs> to imitate them, which they have on several occasions, like when during an investigation, one investigation, an actual lawyer who was talking to somebody and deposing them left the room. The NCAA investigator came in and acted like they were part of the deposition and binding and, you know, a binding deposition under law when they were not. That's and this invalidated so fucking this, illegal. Uh, yeah, and and just it started to ask questions with great gravity and seriousness, like they were part of the investigation. Um, they try that stuff, but ultimately they have no method of enforcement. They're relying on people being rats. That's hmm. what they have to do. And it just so happens that if you have an airtight situation, um, you won't ever know if a player took money. You won't even know what the actual sort of payment was, and it will just be referred to cheekily later. Cam Newton, you can go search, like, there's this great gif of him that's used sometimes, which is him saying, hey, I can't say anything. It's an ongoing investigation. That didn't stop <laughs> Alabama, by the way, from playing take the money and run when he took the field at the Iron Bowl, which Cam Newton, which Cam Newton by the way, uh, led a magnificent second half comeback to beat Alabama uh, that year. So, well done, and The PA announcer got fired for it. Uh, right. No there's, fun allowed. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, so another another example, uh, AJ Green, uh, who played what a Georgia or Georgia Tech, Georgia, right? Georgia uh, sold his own jersey from a bowl game to pay for a spring break vacation. Right? Hmm. Uh, receives a four game suspension for doing so. Meanwhile, the the University of Georgia bookstore will sell you his jersey for forty dollars. We're gonna get into name, image, and likeness and how the NCAA fought for years to prohibit players from profiting off their own likeness or, you know, sign endorsement deals, anything like that. And because the, the tide is changing was more or less manhandled into doing it. Um, so there's, uh, you know, NCA bylaws basically, uh, prohibited for a while, like, um, players from talking to agents, we're not players from talking to agents, but agents negotiating on behalf of players, specifically in baseball. And then the NCAA, you know, you'll you'll uh, file a suit because you can be expelled. And the NCAA basically just buries you in, in paper fees, uh, in paperwork. And mm. you settle. So so what are, the, what are the kids supposed to do? So now they're being exploited by agents, they're being exploited by the schools, they're being exploited, you know, by the athletic departments. Uh, and this is all about fucking money. Um, up until I believe 2012, the NCAA uh, 
1973 rule would only allow schools to offer one-year sort of renewable athletic scholarship. That changed in 2012, and now in football at least, school, certain schools can offer four-year scholarships. That's not true, I believe, of any other sport. Uh, and, you know, there's this, there's this other thing that I want to talk about um, where we sort of look down on players, certainly in the media, uh, where we talk about the transfer portal. And we'll get to the transfer portal, but we really scapegoat these players who are doing the best they can to expand their opportunities and get the money they deserve to be paid for their labor. Mm. And I just want to you know, talk about how ridiculous that is. I want to point out that uh, when the move was announced, before the move was announced to altering certain multi-year scholarships, the NCAA contended that an athletic scholarship was a merit award that should be reviewed annually, presumably because the degree of merit could change. Lawyers for the Justice Department suggested that a free market in scholarships would expand learning opportunities in accord with the stated rationale for the NCAA's tax-exempt status. They are, in fact, tax-exempt. That it promotes education through athletics. So this whole thing's a fucking scam, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, because if you have like a one year, if you have a one year scholarship, then they can just sort of whip the rug out from under you, right? Which happens. Yeah, people got cut, people got injured. Mm -hmm. Uh, A player. We might, we might, we might quietly urge you. We might uh, pressure you to leave. We might just say, "Hey, son, I don't think it's working out for you." Put you on third string. Mm. I, I I enjoyed my major and wanted to do better in it, so I reduced the amount of time I spent playing football. <laughs> so what I did was I transferred to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is, th- there are many ways, uh, I read a statistic, it's old now, that uh, uh, 22% of Division One scholarships, athletic scholarships, didn't get renewed. So you, if you, you know, committed to, and, and, and coaches move all the time and a, and a new coach might want to bring his new guys in that he's recruited. So what the, mm. where the fuck are you supposed to go? Especially, let's say you're a junior, you know, are, and you've had playing time, you know, maybe your second string, maybe your first string, but now you have to go find a whole new fucking program. And that's going to drop, that's going to drop your draft stock unless you're like a guaranteed starter at Alabama or something. You got three quarters of a degree, and you got to try and transfer it to another college. My God, assuming you're even allowed. <laughs> yeah. there's all sorts yep. of insane draconian rules, and you and you would have to sit out a year. Right, it used to be like when you transferred, you'd have to sit out an entire year. Isn't the whole <laughs> thing with football that you have like you know a very small number of years to be able to do it before you're just fried? Like, well, yes, before, Alice. Yeah, yeah, before your body falls apart. Yeah, mm. that's not an accident. Uh, all right, we're gonna take uh, a diversion here, Spencer. You want to tell the SMU story? Next slide, please. Yeah, it's a big turning. It's a big turning point in amateur athletics, I think, because first of all, what you are looking at in this slide is uh, absolutely fucking glorious, and what you are seeing is that is correct. That is a gold Trans Am. Oh yeah, Ooh. with yeah, that is a 1979 gold Trans Am with the uh, Firebird on the hood and the T-top. It is, man, nice. that is yes. just an American badassness, like, one, mm. like just a terrible car, but looks really, <laughs> really awesome. <laughs> uh, it's real loud. Uh, you can smell the exhaust the minute that you hit the gas pedal anywhere in the car at any time. Um, it's awesome, and it comes with its own light copy of 
Van Halen's Diver Down just right in the cassette deck. <laughs> Good for um, running blocker for, uh, you know, several hundred cases of Coors that you're running across state lines. <laughs> it's actually designed for that. Yes. Right. And you can also you can also change out of a wedding dress in the passenger seat effortlessly. <laughs> it's unfortunate um, that they started selling cores uh, east of the Mississippi because uh, there's no reason for this car anymore. Uh, it's like a yeah, sort of yeah, lost yeah. art form. Yeah. yeah. It was made for two things. It was made for purchasing football players because this, uh, this Trans Am turned up as a key element in the Southern Methodist University football scandal uh, because... The whole time we're discussing this, maybe you're thinking, well, why didn't you just pay people and shut up about it? What if you actually just established a payroll and just said, fuck the NCAA? <clears throat> Enter Southern Methodist University football. <laughs> Go Mustangs, baby. Wow. wow. <laughs> Are we going to hear that they were uh, more ethical than anyone else? Yes, because because they because they got rid of the fucking facade, man. <laughs> That's why it's a scandal. <laughs> So in true in true Texas fashion, uh, this was spearheaded by, among other people, a dude with a dealership, uh, a thirty uh huh, a thirty year old entrepreneur and dealership owner Sherwood Blunt, who, along with a big core of Texas boosters, just decided, "Yeehaw, we're gonna do this!" And they just started paying players, and uh, consequently, SMU became awesome at football and started to attract talent like Eric Dickerson. Um, and started to do so so shamelessly that other people started to complain. This is all part, by the way, of the Southwest Conference, my favorite conference in all of athletic history in college sports because they all did this. Like the Southwest <laughs> Conference was one big Texan, like, yeehaw, where's my checkbook? Like just people, <laughs> people paying for players and like all of these sort of weird internecine squabbles over over talent and, and bribing people. And yeah, just. Uh, everything that you want out of college sports in the best scandalous sort. That's the Southwest Conference. But anyway, SNU does this. They get real, real good um, when they are eventually caught, okay, which is always going to happen because somebody gets disgruntled when the payroll doesn't come through or when they need money. Um, when SNU gets caught, my favorite thing, when they get caught, uh, they go to the administration, okay, and in a series of communications, which eventually involves a former governor of Texas, okay, being on board with all of this. That's mm. one of the ways they get caught. I'm simplifying the story because it would take an hour to really explain it. If you want, you should watch the ESPN documentary Pony Excess, which is great because it kind of tis tisks a little bit at it, but it's so cool that you're just like, yeah, go, go ponies. This is awesome. <laughs> um, but when they get caught, the guys behind it are like, hey, listen, you just can't stop this now. We've got a payroll to support. Like, we got <laughs> to we we make payroll, bitches. <laughs> no, like, like, like we got people that we got people who are expecting checks. You just can't get us to stop. You got to give us a couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I love that these guys who are businessmen who would probably shutter things overnight for their own convenience without sending out checks for like, no, SMU football special. Give us a couple of months to wind these checks down. Send out some separation packages, if you will. Yeah. Um, the great irony in all of this is that the gold Trans Am became a symbol of SMU's, you know, corruption and decadence in the otherwise pure scheme of college athletics. When in fact, that gold Texas, that gold uh, Trans Am was paid for by 
Texas A&M University boosters who got it for Dickerson, who then took it and went to SMU. SMU still uses that in recruiting uh, materials today. They so use it the, this the, year. The handshake meme between uh, like um, the US military and college football and trying to recruit impressionable teenagers is, uh, that is correct. Cool, it, cool car. Yeah, except Eric, Dick, Eric Dickerson signed with like Canada. Right, like in this scenario, mm. like he yeah. took a cold transam <laughs> and he got to the United States. Military, Joined the Canadian the forces with my yeah. Marines enlistment <laughs> bonus. That's right. These are still the only ethical people we've heard of so far. Just yeah. paying the yeah. players. That's a bunch of like <laughs> Texas. It's the same fucking people who killed JFK, just incidentally running a football side hustle, and we're like, fuck yes, this rules. There's no fun scandals anymore. <laughs> We just got the the last fun scandal we got was Hugh Freeze, former coach at the University of Mississippi. Now is he still coaching at Liberty? Uh, He's still at Liberty. Yeah, using his what his university cell phone to pay for uh, university credit card to pay for strippers. What's nothing? What's wrong with that? He was using his university cell phone to call escort services in Tampa, Florida. Yes. What's what's wrong with that? Right, you know, that sounds it's... unwise, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, Morally, well, again, criminally, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. This is all dependent, by the way, on snitching, because the guy who got those cell phone records requested was the coach that he got fired for. So, okay, so the, that the, guy well, ratted on him. What I'm what I'm learning here is that the NCAA doesn't have a policy of deterring informants, which it should do. Like informally, they should institute that. Yeah. I'm not going to suggest how they should do that. I'm just saying that there are plenty of examples of how you might uh, deter people from informing. I was on about you. to say, if you really want to, you really want to uh, clamp down on whistleblowers. I know this guy. His name is Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> So this is this is, by the way, uh, a big turning point because this is the last time that the NCAA ever trotted out something called the death penalty, and the death penalty God, means they want to be cops the 19- so bad. They want to be cops so bad. Uh, following the '86 season, <laughs> uh, they canceled their 1987 season, <laughs> like totally canceled it, uh, and then were off TV. They couldn't play home games in the 1988 season. They didn't get back on the field in full until the 1989 season, where with a depleted roster, God, I love football so much, with a depleted roster, they had to play the Houston Cougars, who were running the run and shoot at the time and passing like 90 times a game. And in one of my favorite scores ever, Houston beat SMU (laughs) 95-21 and were it's that Cardale Jones shit. <laughs> yeah. The death penalty is Andre just Ware one year for five hundred. Yeah, it was one year complete ban, and then with no scholarships, like they yank everything. So if you have existing scholarships, they honor them. But you miss you miss like at least one full recruiting class, and then there's restrictions where you get like partials for another three or four years. I'm just thinking, like, one year is a short amount of time to be dead. Yeah, um, but it totally, it totally decimates a program. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, like, SMU sort of does. It it's, yeah. it's the, like, career death penalty. So it's not like, it's not yeah, like, they uh, didn't make a, not like Hot Black DeSatio from Hitchhiker's Guide spend, <laughs> spending a year dead for tax reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But they lost 95 21 
and Andre Ware threw 517 yards in the first half. Like it is, they didn't make a bowl game until 20 years later. Wow. Sort of ritual humiliation. Yeah. But yeah, it's also like, it's also a point where they did that. And the consensus was, we don't really want to do that to anyone anymore. Because the schools were like, the schools, which are essentially, you know, they're the backers of the NCAA. They decided, you know, that's really uncool. We wouldn't like that to happen to us. And there's really no reason it can't, because who's to say we don't have a bunch of yeehaw boosters ready to Texas this thing up? (laughs) (laughs) So it's more like uh, more like a uh, a nuclear deterrent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sanctioning yeah, yeah. yourself because of how bad you I, want. I, oh you know. no! Oh, should we talk about uh, self-imposed penalties as a way for them to get away from NCAA discipline, Spencer? Oh, but self-imposed are great. You can actually self-impose a penalty and accept penalties, which are my favorite, which are taking games off the record books. So, for instance, if you went like twelve and zero in a badass, <laughs> if you went twelve and zero in a badass season, got all the glory, everything was awesome, and then they found out that one of your star players had someone else do their homework for them, then you can say, cool, why don't you just nullify those games? Why don't you just take them off the books? They didn't happen. They'll be like, we'll punish you by doing that. So they'll just say, you never won those games, even though you got to kick all that ass. And the, that ass that ass is like can't get unkicked. That's right? we'll that, that's an indulgence. That's, a fun, that, that's an indulgence. It's an indulgence. It's literally an indulgence. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm going to do some penance that like suits me, you know? Yeah, or they'll say you can't go to a bowl game. They'll say, "Okay, well, we won't go to a bowl game this year." Right? I can't like, go to the egg, we, right? You know, we or worse, they're like, "Yeah, we can't go to Shreveport. We can't go to like the pool on weed eater bowl." You know, like they'll <laughs> they'll say, you know, and the player the players are like, "Oh no, we don't get to go to Frisco, Texas, and hang out in a strip mall and bowl." Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a real thing. That is a real thing. Uh, I, as a side note, there's a bowl they play in uh, the Bahamas, simply called the Bahama Bowl, and I, I that is on my bucket list because I, I can't imagine like a thing I want to do more than watch two six and six teams no one gives a shit about just party in the Bahamas for a week, go there viciously hungover, get day drunk during the game, pass out, go party with a bunch of nineteen year olds. A bowl is like a, like an exhibition game. Clarify this yes. for me. Okay. Yes, it is. It is essentially an exhibition game. Uh, it used to be there were only like ten of them. Now there are like thirty six of them. And mm-hmm. they started as junk. They started as junkets for for places, right? Like uh, Miami. Yeah, you want to go like, to the Bahamas? Yeah, yeah. It was or you know like Miami. You'd basically it was like we'll invite people from Pennsylvania and California to come see Miami, a developing city on the move, on the cusp of becoming something big. <laughs> Come buy an orange grove. Like that's that's really kind of the like boosterism that was behind it. And now like you can just put a bowl game anywhere because ESPN will pay for it, and ESPN backs a lot of these TV only bowls. So the Bahamas Bowl used to be sponsored by one of the greatest sponsors of all time, Popeyes. And I remember they're showing it, and the wind is blowing like hell because it's Bahamas, and so you can't pass the ball at all. And they show this like shot of they're like, "Welcome to the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl," and Popeyes paid to have like. Three Soviet-sized flags that read Popeyes, like, <laughs> like, like just waving over the stadium, right? And everybody's looking at it like, "That's where I want to live. That's the world I want to believe in." Ah, <laughs> oh, that rules. 
Absolutely, absolutely on the bucket list. All right, uh, next slide, please. Uh, oh, there boy. we go. We're gonna talk about no. horrifying, horrifying mascots because this is this is my shit. This is the reason why I like a Division Three program. Uh, is uh, because I have bad news for you. Hmm. Both of these schools are D one. <laughs> shit. Oh. I still like D three ones because they have also weird ones, but with lower budgets. Yes. Um, <laughs> The, so the idea, the idea of, of like a sports mascot is still a little bit foreign to me. Like British sports, some teams have them, but they're really not as big a deal as some of yours are. Right. And then, like gritty, who does communism? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah, gritty. remember gritty's that? The Antifa mascot. <laughs> <laughs> the actual Antifa mascot is the Oregon duck because the Oregon duck's whole bit is just. Kind of engage in mildly to seriously antisocial behavior. So, <laughs> whoever the I did a whole story on this. The Oregon duck, whoever puts it on, they put it on. They don't tell the other Oregon duck handlers who are also play the duck at different points in the day, right? Because they take shifts. Mm-hmm. The duck does not tell anybody what they're going to do. So the duck just puts on the head. The duck is an agent of three, chaos. The duck is actually an anarchist, right? The duck is like, I'm just going to do my shit. And you guys are going to have to deal with it. So he just goes around like taking things from kids and like <laughs> picking Untitled people up randomly. Game. I was about to make yeah, that joke. And, oh, yeah, he's the best. The other bit of mascot things I have: the Michigan State Spartan. I know someone's had sex with the Michigan State Spartan hat on. Like one of the guys who played him was like, "Yeah, I totally like banged a chick in that." Horrifying. I- Why does Purdue Pete have the cold, dead eyes of a killer? <laughs> So yeah. You have to live in West Lafayette. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fell into a hole a of like uh, re- researching Padu Pete because I was so horrified by him. And I looked up all the different generations of the Padu Pete suit, and each of them is. Ho- it's like a different generation of horror movies, you know? They're mm-hmm. all terrifying in very different ways. So the, the mascots have never been. Good, I would say. I want to like. I want to. I want to like. Let's think about like Purdue Pete. What we're looking on this that out. What we're looking at on the screen right now is mm. a man yep. wearing With a, a mask of a yep. man. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> a larger man. You could just be uh, a guy. A He's just yes. a guy wearing a hat. That's all he is. He's a, <laughs> He's a guy wearing a hat with a hammer. You don't need the mask. You could just have a guy. Mm-hmm. No, because then you wouldn't have the, the facial affect that he has. Unless you had a guy with some kind of like major like megacephaly or something. You wouldn't have the, the same sort of effect that you have here. So you've got to have... It's got to be a man wearing a man hat. <laughs> it's just uh, a man! So I'm going to share it. It's just a man! I, I would not identify mm-hmm. this as human. Looking at it, um, we we also we also have a Dominican friar here. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. d- Once again, talking, baby, it's <laughs> just a man. No, it's that a is, man that in a costume. That is something something not you or I are capable of comprehending. This, this, this looks like an illustration of like a doomed peasant revolt, like with the flag. All of these guys got like crushed and like tortured with like red hot iron implements by the local lord minutes after this photo was taken. Our college's mascot is a man with a fifty percent larger head. 
but otherwise <laughs> the same proportions yeah. as a man. Uh, yes. Yes. I, yes. I will say Providence College, uh, who who wields Friar Dom, uh, their former mascot was a Dalmatian. Uh, implies the existence of a Friar sub. True. Yes. Uh, they used to uh, have Dalmatians. Uh, but then the Dalmatians all died, so we get Friar Dom. <laughs> what did they die of? Did he kill them? They, 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 I don't know. They, you Fright they got who say. Listen, Rick Petito brings darkness to places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were also all killed by Friar Dom. <laughs> now, this is not in the slides. I have shared two images for you. One, I have shared with you a mascot fight. Uh, this is when Ohio's mascot, the first one is when Ohio's mascot for real punched Ohio State's mascot in the face. <laughs> oh, um, the big head acting like a crumple zone there. The big, the yes. big, the, listen, it's one of the funniest images in college. The look on the Ohio Bobcat's face is already real intense. Right? So, yeah. so the, bobcat, the Bobcat is at least a buff furry, right? Yeah. This guy, yeah. this other guy, he's just, again, it's just a man. This is a guy with a big head. It's just yeah. a guy oh, with no. a big head. He's a poisonous. He's a poisonous nut. That is a, <laughs> that is an anthropomorphic poisonous he's nut. He's an anth- I cannot think of a better metaphor for the entire state of Ohio than our mascot is an inedible nut. <laughs> and by the way, he really fucked this dude up. Like he fu- Like that's a real fight. Like he punched him. This is the other reason I love the Oregon Duck. The Oregon Duck once beat the shit out of the Houston Cougar on TV. <laughs> like, for no reason. For no apparent reason. <laughs> and I see here, the, the second picture, is that also the Oregon Duck just being detained by five cops? That is not, that is, no, this is another legend. First of all, the man inside that ma- inside that outfit, which is Sebastian the Ibis from the University of Miami, uh, the Hurricanes, the Ibis is their mascot because it's the first bird to come back after a hurricane. The Ibis, Sebastian in this case, is being played by a dude who is 30 years old <laughs> during the heyday of the Miami Hurricanes, who just liked playing him. Uh, Sebastian was uh, carried a toy AK-47 onto the field. And this is, by the way... Yes! <laughs> yeah. The, the, Become ungovernable. Oh, and this is during the height of like the Coke Wars in Miami, yeah. and he wore he wore a camo jacket and carried a toy AK forty seven onto the field. Sebastian also uh, was engaged in several fights with other mascots, and this is him for real being ushered off the field and arrested by police after he attempted to burn a toy Oklahoma Sooner schooner, a wagon, on the field <laughs> with real fire, and then uh, yeah, and so they pushed him off the field. He also tried to put out Florida State's burning spear. Florida State puts a burning spear at midfield for every game. He tried to put that out with a fire extinguisher once. This isn't even my best story about him. Pre-game, Sebastian was hanging out on Bourbon Street in New Orleans and was shot <laughs> in the Sebastian <laughs> I remember that Hitman level. Yeah, and, right. made the, and made the game. He made the game. He's like, I oh, flesh wound. I, I love sports. I tell you what, I, stupid things yeah. happen on Bourbon Street. Yeah. First that time I was there, I thought a homeless guy was asking for me for money, and it took me like five minutes to realize he was trying to sell me Coke. 
You're just being handed like yeah. baggy after yeah, baggy of coke, like, oh, and you're just like, I don't want this. No, sorry, I, I don't need this. What's today? your returns <laughs> policy? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh. All right, back into the depressing bit. Yes. Uh, next slide, please. Damn, we were having fun. Yeah, no more. No. So. Uh, hail to the. Uh, you can't say that anymore. The <laughs> commander. We gotta beep it. Uh, we gotta beep yeah, it. Yeah, we'll have to bleep it. Yeah. Also, don't every time Washington, you Washington command, football the, team. Every time the you say it, Dan Snyder gets ten more dollars. Is that what you want? <laughs> Do you want to make Dan Snyder richer, Roz? Is that what you're doing right now? You're lining his pockets. Uh, <laughs> this is Dexter Manley. Uh, he played professionally for uh the Washington Slurs. And uh, <laughs> the, they should have called it that. Just call yeah, it. They the should slurs. have renamed it the Washington Slurs. I don't know how so, Cleveland got it so right, and then D- it, it, the, the Washington Dan was Snyder, like, dude. "Yeah, Dan Snyder is how." <laughs> uh, he he uh is famous for appearing uh at same of we'll link it. I have it in the notes, but uh Taylor Branch's article, "The Shame of College Sports," uh in front of the United States Senate. Subcommittee on Education, Arts, and the Humanities in 1989. Uh, Dexter Manley says that he had been functionally illiterate in college while playing Jesus. for Oklahoma State Go Pokes. Uh, so the let's talk about amateurism. Let's talk about uh, some of the things schools do in order to uh, basically push these kids to make a profit for the schools because they, they are rep to the, to the, to the universities. I can't think of a word other than asset that the school expects to get a return on. Um, so in Georgia in the 80s, uh, there is an employee by the name of Jan Kemp who refuses to inflate, uh, I said games here, but inflate grades uh, in her remedial English class. Uh, she's vilified by the university who fires her. Yeah, uh, she's she, trying to take the football away. Yes. Right. She, she has attempts suicide twice as a result Jesus. of the scrutiny upon her. And I want to read an excerpt. It's just a sentence, but I want to, I want, this is what the university's mentality is. And he's, and this is the university of Georgia's defense lawyer talking in the court about how they see their kids. We may not make a university student out of him, uh, but we, if we can teach him to read and write, maybe he can work at the post office rather than as a garbage man when he gets through with his ac- uh, with his athletic career so Jesus that's how they, that's how they Christ. fucking talk about the black kids they're exploiting for money two good These union poor- jobs <laughs> <laughs> well actually mm-hmm. no there's a lot of garbage men who aren't union um yeah, yeah. but i want to i want to talk about that i don't have a slide dedicated to racial inequity, but I want to no, talk about that in all of the fucking slides but, but is the thing. All, right, exactly. But I, I want to take a second here and talk about that. Like, this is how these universities work. These kids are assets that you get a return on. They are not students. They're not even really human to these fucking schools. Mm. We should and we should say that, you know, explicitly. The way the way that they make it like sound like an act of charity. Yes. Yeah. Is the thing that really fucking gets me. It's like, oh, you know, we're doing these kids a favor, actually. Yes. Um, and you're not even like we're not even Michael Lewis in the Blind Side, which is a set, which is the story of Mike Ower, uh, a kid basically pulled off the street to play at Old Miss, who had you know spent most of his childhood surfing couches 
and mm. living, you know, hungry on the streets. Um, it, Michael Lewis makes a great point in that book where he says, you know, even the connective tissue of privilege that you get sewn into at university to some small degree in terms of connections, knowing people uh, who will eventually become your business partners, friends, contacts, support sure. network down the road. People you can ask for 500 bucks and get 500 bucks if you need it. Athletes were even cut off from that because they couldn't consort with the boosters. Mm. They couldn't do that. Anyone else in the university could. Anyone else in the university could go intern for a law firm or anywhere else. Athletes were explicitly forbidden to even do that. So you're even taken out of the, the existing fabric of privilege by rule. Yeah, it's like the 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 only person to whom like uh, a, a sort of a rule against nepotism applies, which is like really right. dark. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, at one point, Jan Kemp is asked by I forget who in the athletic department who matters more to this university, you or uh, Dominique Wilkins, then a star for the University of Georgia. And these these departments really do fixate around this idea that, and the NCAA, you know, through advertising and through public relations really does sell themselves as advocates for these kids in a way that's so fucking nefarious. Mm. And I just want to make sure that we underline that, you know, 30 times and bold it about how the universities and the NCAA at large really does see these kids as disposable assets that they expect a return on. Um, the other story I want to talk about is Brenda Monk at uh, Florida State, uh, who uh, at Florida State uh, basically told a member of the basketball team to finish up answering, uh, I believe it was a music appreciation test or a music psychology test uh, mm. for Al Thornton, then a star forward at Florida State. This kid complains to the athletic office and Brenda Monk resigns and in questioning by Florida State, expl- who, who, she's the only person to appear before this panel uh, voluntarily to explain her mm. work with athletes with learning disabilities. She gets punished by the school with what's called, called a show cause notice. So basically, a university now has, that any other st- school in the, in the country has to show why she would be, either why she would be a good hire or how she wouldn't negatively affect another school's uh, uh, athletic department. Jesus. She did the right thing and she got punished for it. Because Florida State had paper classes, and basically the expectation is that, and and, and I want to say about paper classes that the universities are fraudulent in 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 many things, but the biggest fraud they have is pretending like these kids can do both. You cannot. I don't know anyone who could. I certainly couldn't have at eighteen manage hmm. a major like computer science or, in my case, economics and mathematics. And have played in a Division One program with any success, and it's in a, a spot fucking, where you're getting like routine head injuries. Right, you're getting CTE. You are going to get CTE. Uh, uh, Liam, could you do me a favor and explain what a paper class is? Uh, sure. A paper class in in this context is sort of uh, a, I just come out with it. It's a fake class, basically, that universities use to. Uh, pad grades so that kids are academically eligible to play sports. Uh, a few years ago, Spencer, you may know more about this than I do. Was it North Carolina got caught doing it? And basically said, that is correct. we don't give a fuck, more or less. 
Mm. In North, in North Carolina, primarily through their, Af- uh, through their uh, African-American studies program. That was one of the, the big programs that they were pushing people through. It's like that and criminal justice, I think. And there were a lot of classes that were transparent gimmies to keep people eligible. Mm. And, and by the way, North Carolina wasn't even that good. Like they cheated and, and there was absolutely no benefit. What's the benefit to a, to a school of having, uh, you know, like an athletics program that isn't that good, but it's necessary to like lie and cheat and steal and all the support? Do you have the Mr. Crab saying money over and over again? <laughs> I actually don't, but I can imagine it pretty well. Just wanted to get that out of the way for our younger viewers who may not know what paper is. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to not know who Mr. Krabs was. Oh. I'm just going to have a fucking aneurysm. No, they, they definitely know who Mr. Krabs is. Yeah. yeah, so these schools just, do, just don't give a fuck about these players. And uh, we're going to see that. Next slide, please. So this is Owen Thomas. And Owen Thomas was, I believe, a linebacker at the University of Pennsylvania who... Uh, not a school with a football program of any relevance, and I, I want to point that out because football is a dangerous sport as someone who played it, as someone who uh, has had numerous head injuries. Uh, I want to say that the universities, uh, beyond it being a money thing, this is, this is, I think, maybe the worst thing they do mm. is leave these kids to die. Uh, Owen Thomas uh, kills himself April 2010 in his off-campus dormitory at the University of Pennsylvania. They do it, um, an autopsy. I don't know what the technical word for it is, but basically a, a posthumous brain scan, and he is found mm. to have at least the early stages of CTE. I cannot stress enough that if you play football, and you play football long enough, you will get CTE. Isn't one of the fucked up things about CTE, I could be wrong about this, but I have it in my head that, like, it's one of those things that you can only, like, definitively diagnose post-mortem, right? Yes. As of right now, yes. Um, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no live test for it. And it's, and it's also one of these, like, because brain injuries are very, very uh, weird, it has a lot of, like, psychological, sort of psychiatric symptoms. Yes. Yes. Uh, there sort are, of emotional imbalance, loss yep, of emotional control yep. and stuff. There it, also, it also overlaps with a lot of things that it sort of can be misidentified with mm. um, or, or share symptoms of. You know, um, there are, the, in, among a lot of the things that defense attorneys will bring out for this is, you know, how is this any different than clinical depression? Well, it, it, in a lot of cases it isn't. It just happens to be correlative with the same guys at the same points on the football field all manifesting the same results. Yeah, and it's like also they're all at like the time in their life when they're under extreme stress, which shakes out a lot of stuff. But also at the point where like if you're gonna get a severe sort of psychiatric condition, that's the period where it's most likely to emerge anyway. So yeah, yeah great, fantastic. It's easy to cover up, right? Yeah, and there are other players too, smaller schools. There's other players at bigger schools too, like Costa Cara George, who was at Ohio State, um, who committed suicide. Um, and with him, that didn't show signs of CT initially, but a later autopsy uh, showed some results. But uh, yeah, like it would be it would be hard for me to believe that like like football in some part didn't have something to do with that. Mm. Right. I I just I want to 
talk about that. And I want to talk about, you know, as a fan of football, someone who has played the sport, um, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but I do want to say that we're not just talking about money. We're gambling literally with children's lives. Yeah, they may be 18 or 19. They are children. Mm. And they go to these schools. Especially if you can't fucking read. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, you hand you, did they fucking hand you a waiver or whatever that says, you know, uh, this might, you know, have health effects? If they even do that, and if you can't fucking read it, but you know how to, like, sign your name on it, whatever, you know? Right. And the schools... I mean, rug, rugby, like, just as a comparison, rug, rugby does not tackle uh, at the developmental level until late high school in the United States. I don't know what the, I don't know what they do in, in Great Britain, Australia. I, 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 I played, I played rugby in school tackling very, very early with like full force and stuff, which is why I'm so normal. Um, but I, I also feel like maybe just because of like the, the, the rules of rugby and the way in which it's played, it's like, I don't know, less immediately dangerous. Like that's a big, uh, there's the studies do not back that up. They don't uh, exactly well. support that. Like, yeah. Rugby still has a, like, a tremendous amount of head trauma, especially in the scrum. The scrum is where people have really oh, focused sure, on yeah. like, minim minimizing the crunch, right? Because mm -hmm. that leads to so many spinal compression mm -hmm. injuries and shoulder injuries. But uh, the big savior, the, the NFL's big savior now is uh, Seahawks tackling, which is essentially rugby tackling, right? Shoulder mm -hmm. first. Shoulder first. Protect the head. Lead with the shoulder. That's not exactly how repeated head trauma works. I think it's a little bit of a canard. Um, I think it does make the game safer, but football can't be made safe. Mm, it can't. No. Like it probably nope. helps best to think of football like radiation. You know, there's exposure to it. Uh yeah. He uh I do want to talk about basically that. Like these school uh there's there's something very grotesque about the fact that these schools uh are able to profit off these kids and then, you know, Penn especially. Because it wouldn't be uh, a bonus episode if I'm doing it without me shit talking Penn one more time. <laughs> uh, you talk about you know oh Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and you talk about you know oh, we have all these life saving advances in medical care yet your university fields a sport uh, fields a team in a sport that murders people. Mm. Uh, there's something deeply grotesque about that. Uh, we're gonna talk about it in the next slide, but uh, universities don't pay for these kids' health insurance. Jesus. So in a sport where like even aside from like brain injuries, where the rest of you gets injured routinely. What's we'll that again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> next slide, please. So this is Northwestern University's football team that tried to unionize that one time. Uh this is Truly, you know, I know the, the, the causes behind are very grotesque, but I appreciate mm. only Northwestern would try and find a way to shove a labor union into football. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, long story short, I've, I've linked and uh, we can link to uh, the Sports Illustrated uh, story. And then uh, the book is called Indentured about Northwestern football's attempt to unionize, uh, which was. Uh, ruled on by the NLRB, who said they didn't really rule on whether uh, players were employees. It was just that the novelty of the petition uh, would not have promoted, quote, stability in labor relations. 
There were a lot of open-ended ah, the questions. The fucking NLRB is such a fucking, yeah. like, FDR-ass, New Deal-ass institution in their bones. And I hate that that makes them one of the most, like, effective social democratic institutions in the US. So, uh, about a decade ago, Northwestern football players uh, tried to unionize. And, you know, this was spurred on by the fact that you know, a lot of for, uh, former players had realized, former current players have realized, well, what happens when I get hurt? What happens, mm. you know, we're talking death benefits, a lot of stuff like that, you know. Am I going to be eligible to even go to school anymore because a school can cut my scholarship if I don't produce, you know, so on and so forth. No. No, right, <laughs> no. exactly. Um, I believe, you know, in my heart of hearts that maybe nothing will change, but if Starbucks can fucking unionize, these kids can too. Yeah, uh, or Amazon uh, for that matter. In, in February, in February of this year, the NLRB uh, filed an unfair labor practice charge uh, to reject the term "student athletes" and to include uh, and to include them as uh, under NLRA Section Seven. Basically, that yes, you were you were protected by labor uh, labor law, and the NLRB concurred this year. That's just this year. So in the long series of like 23 different steps that have to happen to make this happen, that is, that could be an important one. There are a mm. thousand courts and people who could intervene. And um, uh, major conference commissioners last week went to Capitol Hill to sort of intervene because a series of things are sort of caving this framework in, most notably name, image, and likeness, which um, players can now own and sell and profit from above board because in uh, two different cases, uh, O'Bannon and Alston uh, versus the NCAA, the NCAA got their ass handed to them in court, like massive. The, you know, this, this Supreme Court really thinks that, you know, fence posts have more rights than people. Like mm. this, this court is here to protect property and people can just die. It's fine. And that court, which ascribes no inherent value to human life outside of a paycheck, that court handed the NCAA both cheeks easily uh, with Brett Kavanaugh, of all people, saying this. Nowhere else in America can businesses get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying out their workers a fair market law. And under ordinary principles of antitrust law, it is not evident why college sports should be any different. Let me tell you, if you want the hit em up or the ether of legal terms, it is, it is not evident. You say <laughs> it is not evident, yeah. that means get out my face, motherfucker. That is what that means. <laughs> I... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that we're going to talk about that in the next slide. Um, but basically, the, the central question is, A, why won't the universities pay these fucking kids? And it's, mm. because, and it's because the universities have defined college athletics as being a... It, it's sort of... It's, it's an Ouroboros of bullshit nonsense. Sure, it works well for them. It's profitable, right? right. So. And last slide, please. I... Yeah, so, uh, so, so, uh, fuck Joe Pa, uh, but yes. let's talk about sort of what's happening now, and, and we'll sort of revisit, 
Uh, the NCAA doesn't play players because it doesn't fucking have to. And it's decided mm-hmm. that it doesn't have to. And it is pre- and it is predicated on not paying the kid. And there are things that are happening that are sort of chipping away at, I would say, the NCAA's death grip on, you know, being the gap between high school athletics and professional leagues. Uh, I don't have it in the notes, but the NBA itself um, is working out essentially uh, the G League and is working out uh, a path for players out of high school to join a developmental league that bypasses college entirely. And, you know, whether or not that ever comes to college football, I don't know. I don't really think so. But it's worth noting that the NCAA is starting to, the writing on the wall is coming. And, you know, I, I want to talk about name, image, and likeness. I want to t- and I want to talk about the new transfer portal rules. Uh, so name, image, and likeness refers to just that. And the player's ability, a college player's ability, essentially, to market their name, their image, and their likeness. And this came about because, was it Ed O'Bannon filed that suit? His name Ed O'Bannon? Yeah, Ed O'Bannon, former player on the UCAA men's basketball team, filed a suit uh, contesting that his name, image, and likeness had been used in a video game franchise for college football. This extended to an entire series of, of games licensed under the NCAA to EA Sports. Another oh, monopolistic fuck, I have presence. Uh, shit, hold on. Yes. Fuck. so good at E, 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 E. Those guys, Thank yeah, you. the worst. Those guys, zoo crew uh, ever. So you could play. <laughs> I have the you, real you could... one. I have EA Sports. <laughs> no, it's in the game. I'm just thinking like you're at it's a morning zoo crew, and then you have to wait. Stop! I have to find the drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 a terrible morning zoo host. What do you want from me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're listening to Ooh, Alice yeah. and the Gunch. um so they you could buy this game and you could play tim tebow or you could Mm. play cam newton um but they were just listed as their number and it was obviously them and um but it didn't contain their name even though you're like that is a big ass dude who looks a lot like cam newton turns out um yeah that's nam they couldn't do that yeah yeah, that's yeah, that's Nam Kooten. And uh turns out they owed the money for that. And uh this was this was met with some like this was met with some bittersweet like gratitude and happiness because it was like the first whiff of players getting what they deserve. At the same time, we didn't get the cool video game. It's so much better than Madden. <laughs> it was like, yay, social justice. Yay, they get their cut. It was like, ah, shit, we can't play the game anymore until they relicense it. <laughs> Which they're, get, they're, they're working on relicensing it. But, like, we lost the cool video game, and it was totally worth it. Alston, Alston was named Image and Likeness, where, again... Just gotta, um, like, do the, like, Pro Evo soccer thing, where everybody's named, like, John Football. Yes. Yeah, that's... That, I want that... Like, John Boys and I have talked about that. <laughs> About we just need to like go ahead and rename everyone individually in the <laughs> shittiest college football game ever. Yeah, John football, Mike football, Dave football, yeah. Steve John football. football. Yeah, <laughs> you were not the winner. That's the Football's tackling yeah. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Ian Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Ironically, kicker. he's from the UK. Uh, yeah. 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 So. 
basically now uh so the end so schools can't still can't basically pay the kids or still won't uh mm. but kids uh uh, athletes can now do like autograph signings, product endorsements, social media posts, so on and so forth. That's a good first step. Uh, yeah, it's a renaissance in posting for one thing. Yes, and uh, the transfer portal now uh, has gotten rid of the you must sit out a year thing. Uh, so now there's sort of a free agency almost in college. Uh, players are able to go, you know, assuming they're going to get playing time there, they're able to go to a school they want to go to. Uh, hmm. if, if, you know, say you, uh, you signed, you know, you, you signed your, your letter of intent with Vanderbilt and then you stopped drinking and you, <laughs> 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 and you realize you want to, you know, suck it down there in Knoxville, uh, go Vols. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, but, uh, especially you want to talk about more about what you sort of, maybe what you think the future is or, or anything else you got. It could go a lot of different ways. I think the, the the one thing people need to go need to know first is that it goes incrementally, right? Good news takes the slow boat. Bad news uh, takes the express. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of continued chipping away at this. The NCAA fell asleep at the wheel for about 15 to 20 years on player light image and likeness and on various ways of impending compensation. And now they're bailing out because as long as football does this and it doesn't spread to basketball, they don't really care because 90 to 95% of their revenue comes from a single basketball tournament. How, and also college basketball is going to be a lot harder to organize because we're dealing with a, in terms of money football, you're talking about 136, 138 schools, depending on the year who's dropped in, who's dropped out. Basketball is like 400 schools. 500. Mm. So they probably have a little more time there just because it's a little more amorphous and harder to organize, even though there are fewer players. That's that's the thing that might work for unionization of college basketball. You don't have that many players on a team. Therefore, they each carry more weight than on a football team where you literally have to, they call it platooning, right? Like the, you have to organize it like a small uh, military unit because you need so many bodies just to play without, you know, getting huge holes in your roster. So the future of the sport, probably there's a couple of different models. One that they continue to ride along in this sort of Olympic model where people are allowed to live off their endorsements and those endorsements become uh, a kind of tacit payroll, right? Mm. If we say, okay, everybody on the team gets an endorsement deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they all are the same across the year. An endorsement in the form of this gold Trans Am. Right. And they're annual. They're annual. In fact, we'll pay you monthly. We'll just take these things up monthly. You go, that sounds a shitload like a payroll. And they're like, no, no, no it's a team it's a, endorsement. It's a gratuity. Yeah. You score a yeah, touchdown, so- you have to do a Nord VPN dance. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one great thing, by the way, in all of this are player endorsements. They've been so good. Dewan Jones is this gigantic, uh, he's a lineman who was so big at Ohio State, they called him Thanos uh, or Big Thanos. Uh, in case you had trouble telling between the two, Dewan Jones is this enormous dude, and the first endorsement deal he got was for scented candles. He's like, "Yeah, buy my scented candles. Fantastic. I'm big Thanos. Buy my candles. I love him. Like it's been great, you know. And uh, or like Bo Nix was the quarterback at Auburn. The first thing he got was Milo's 
Milo's Sweet Tea was his endorsement deal because <laughs> what could be more Alabama than that? Just a guy um, who has never consumed anything other than like protein shakes in the last five years. For those of you who are curious, Dewan Jones is 6'8 and 360 pounds. <laughs> wow. That is a big Thanos. boy. Big Thanos, baby. Go buy his candles, they smell great. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I've loved that stuff. So the future is, for, for now, will probably look a little bit like, like the Olympic model, and I think that's how teams are going to manage to sort of semi-legitimately pay people. I don't think the sport will look a lot different in terms of the powers that be because it's always taken a tremendous amount of capital and emotional investment to really make this happen because the people throwing money in don't get a return. Mm. The boosters are just doing this for power. They're just doing this because uh, it's a way to spend their money where they show up on Saturdays in the best seats. And they get to meet the players and get to be part of the uh, deal and put their name on the side of things. And I don't think that really changes. Um, my ideal is that we end up with something like the English Premier League, where oh, no. um, teams. Well, I know, I know that's that's bad when you <laughs> go. Well, this is a yeah. better system. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we end up with something where the teams themselves, like a lot of English Premier League teams, started as affiliated teams with something else, mm. right, or adjacent to something else, and eventually they were spun off into these kind of separate clubs and businesses. That's ultimately what I would like. You know, it would basically be like the University of Alabama football program at the University of Alabama, right? Yeah, it's like, like, it's like culturally associated, but not materially. Correct, but not materially, because... Uh, programs that big are already essentially separate. Ohio State, I remember their their quarterback at one point saying, I'm really looking forward to seeing campus. I'm not over there much. <laughs> he's, he's spent so much time at the football offices that he didn't actually know like what the rest of campus looked like. So and with, during COVID, when they you know had some time off as a result of not playing games, he's like, well, yeah, I can finally walk around. You know, <laughs> taking the school that I'm supposed to be finally, going to. Finally learn which state I'm in. Yeah. 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 All right. Jesus, uh, that's fucking grim. It's grim. No, it's grim. It's terrible. Uh, I, uh, so that's all I had. Um, Do you want the, is this the dagger? Yeah, can oh. I get it? Is this the dagger? <laughs> oh, fuck Kawhi Ladder. Uh, Ross, <laughs> you had anything you were saying? Oh, I was gonna say we should probably return to to we should return to tradition here. And Harvard start, trying to cheat. <laughs> no, I'm I'm thinking about going back to where the recruitment for the professional leagues was from corporate um, recreational sports teams. Mm. Yeah, I want to see uh the McKinsey football program. Yeah, the McKinsey football program. You could have like a. You could have like a. <laughs> the fighting nerds. Yeah, you could have the. Um, oh God, they, they get their ass kicked yeah, so probably, bad. You know, <laughs> so yeah, bad. that's why they I want to. I want to see it. I want to see it immediately. But, they rely I mean, on all these like a analytics and spreadsheets. <laughs> and they just the, they just they just be the Houston Rockets of college football. your special teams the, 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 the Pennsylvania Railroad fielded a pretty good baseball team back in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't be the only one who thinks that if the troops put a team together, they could dominate the NFL. It would okay, be really funny to see Facebook put together a team of just these <laughs> the pastiest guys possible and get them clobbered <clears throat> by, like, I don't know, Halliburton or something. Uh, <laughs> Halliburton. He has a shit ton of national football titles, Alice. 
No, no, I know. I'm just making fun of the. You remember that tweet, right? What was, was um? Yes. Uh, I, 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 the I young cons. Yeah. Yeah, it was the young cons, young. the conservative hip hop group. I can't be the only one who thinks that if the troops got a team together, they could dominate the NFL. Okay. So, by the way, you'll notice that when amateurism was codified, Army and Navy start to fall the fuck off real fast. Like, they're real <laughs> good through forty. Like they're real good through forty-eight, forty-nine. All of a sudden, like. Hey, we need some rules about how this is done and about how we don't compensate athletes. And Army and Navy go just into the thing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it turns out, um, turns out the uh, the armed forces actually rely a lot on guns to get things done. <laughs> uh, I will just, say- just just imagining a, a sort of athletic program for the the United States Army, like West Point or whatever, where you have to like pursue a serious major. You have to be an infantryman at the same time as you're, you know, well, kicking or and whatever. So that is that is basically the deal. Jesus, and, and that is why the academies are so low. So Air Force has my favorite thing, but actually Navy has my favorite thing. Two quick stories: Army, Air Force, the football team trains at high altitude for two weeks doing like stuff in the Rockies mm. that's like hard rucking and like combat maneuver type stuff. And then they come down and start fall practice, which is two a days as well as a full course load. This is why uh, the Academy teams generally aren't real good because they're very, very tired. But that doesn't <laughs> stop my other favorite thing from happening, which is the tradition of army and Navy trying to steal each other's mascots. And <laughs> they're essentially, they're called morale activities. And they've done elaborate things in stage like commando raids to try and steal the mascot, sometimes resulting, I believe, in the injury to said mascot, which it's a ram on one side for Navy, and then it's a mule, I believe, for the other for the Army. Uh, The ram's been stolen several times, but you have to actually go to the generals above you and say, listen, I'm going to break several rules and potentially get kicked out of school. You have to intervene for me. So there's this like, like, the generals have this football. And they're like, yeah, basically they're like, yeah, go ahead, break rules of the academy and the armed forces in the name of football and go steal a farm animal. So they'll go and do it. And and then they'll just get sort of mysteriously pardoned because all of these rules are sacrosanct and above standard military rule. Greatest football country in the world, weird. baby. <laughs> football is fucking weird. Sometimes, it's so weird, sometimes man. you just gotta steal the mask. That sounds funny as hell. I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, the, the ram. Uh, it's not a ram. It's a goat. Navy has a goat. It's a goat. Bill the goat. They're, yeah, North Carolina's a ram. Named conveniently Ramses. Uh, go heels, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, all right. Uh, I think that'll do it for us. That's Thank you for podcast. listening. Podcast Thank you for being right a, a Patreon subscriber. Yes. If you stole this one, uh, whatever. Understandable, so long as it was yeah. in the name of football. Yeah, as, as, long, as, you, yeah, as, all as long as you asked your general first. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. If, That's if you right. message I, one of the guys on like Hell of a Way first, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Spencer. Yeah, I, am, I am your general. Ask me for permission. Spencer, <laughs> if the people want more Spencer, where can they find more Spencer? Oh, Lord. Well, first of all, you can find me on Twitter at EDSBS. If that's too much for you, I suggest subscribing to Channel 6. That is link available in my bio on Twitter and the link tree. Uh, it's two things a week. We will give you two things a week for $10. What a deal. What a buy. Uh, in addition to that, we'll do the shutdown forecast returning soon in partnership uh, with somebody fabulous to be named 
later in a press release that, I don't know, is coming out like in 10 minutes or so. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, uh, in case that's not enough, I also appear uh, on ESPN on digital, doing debatable. I have a show on the SEC network, which is about nothing but cursed college football uh, called Thinking Out Loud with my friend Richard Johnson. I think that's it for now. Busy, busy man. Busy yes. man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. for coming. Yeah, thanks for making the time. Yeah, yeah this was wonderful. I... No, it was, it was it was my pleasure talking sports ball with y'all. <laughs> I don't like that term. Sports ball. Yeah, we all, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't either. But whatever. It's a bad term. It's terrible. Yeah. It's a bit, no, for y'all. But y'all, yeah. The listeners should. Look, <laughs> yeah, that's good. The listeners should hear this, by the way. I'm absolutely fucking thrilled to be on here. All right, because this is like I don't listen to podcasts, and I only listen to two of them, and this is indicative of like. This is probably, I think there's probably three of us in the world to do this. I subscribe to two podcasts. I subscribe to y'all's and I've actually listened to like 30 episodes, uh, which is probably 29 more than I've listened to any other <laughs> podcast. And the other one is uh, a Dead Just Ridiculous, the Warhammer podcast that is uh, all vibes <laughs> and no accuracy. Go check out that Warhammer podcast. Uh, and Absolutely. It's great. Fucking great, man. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Great. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.